With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. Gridiron Stud Show, it's Amo Calamino, and it's Chad Wilson here to recap the weekend and also have our very special weekly guest join us. Warren Sapp will be here with Straight Talk with Warren Sapp, and uh, we'll be doing that and more here over the next hour. Amo, I promise you, Facebook is slowly making me just give up on on Give up on, on Facebook or just give up on life? Just just on life. This can't be what's out here. I'm going through my timeline, and here's what I... <laughs> oh, dear God. Here's what I've got. I have got... <laughs> I've got a white grandma. She's got to be on her way to 70. Right. Up on, on the on the on the on the trunk of a car. So hands on the hood, hands on the top of the car, feet on the trunk... And she's twerking with her she's skirt what? up, twerking. She's this dance where you gyrate your hips. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, wait a second. Oh, now. man, and her skirt's up. Her skirt's up, Amel. Okay, well, we we, we got to be careful here. We got to be careful because, you know, what? you said that like, hmm. Let, let, let me, Saturday night I was watching the games, so I'm going to tie this back to football. Late, I guess it's twelve thirty. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's late. It's twelve thirty, one o'clock. I'm watching, you know, Pac twelve after dark. You know, you know me. Yeah. So, I'm bored a little bit. For some godforsaken reason, we t- we we DVR all these Fallon shows. For at least ten of them are on there at a time. My wife mm-hmm. likes Fallon more than I do. He's all right, but you know, I see Christy Brinkley's on one of the shows. So I see. Yeah. You know, I want to see what Christy Brinkley looks like coming out on TV because I was always a big fan. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you can't make this up, and I don't care what people say about work. There's not enough work in the world if you don't have something to work with mm-hmm. to make someone look like this. She was 61, and I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. if God is my judge, she looked better than most 35-year-olds, and by a lot. Yeah, I I saw her – what did I see her on? I think recently it was a ESPN 30 for 30. It was a 30 for 30 they did on Evander Holyfield – and Mike Tyson, and for some reason, she took photos or was, you know, heavily involved in some way in terms of following um, both of those boxers, uh, mostly Evander Holyfield. So they interviewed her recently to do this thirty for thirty piece, and I saw her and I was like, 
this woman has to be in her in in her sixties. Just how how does she? Well, look when like you were that? watching it, she was in her fifties, right? Because you're watching the, it's going back. But I'm telling you, she no, came no, out. No, no, no. This is this is a thirty for thirty that just aired. So to do it, they had oh, to okay. recently interview her about the events that took place. Yeah, back she's sixty one years old. She was born in nineteen fifty four. My wife saw her. She watched the show. My wife's like, damn. I mean, I mean, people will say, oh, yeah, but she gets plastic. Listen, you don't have something to work with. It's like taking steroids and not lifting weights. It doesn't matter. Oh, oh you know we've I mean? seen people try to, try to, you know, cross right. that line with plastic surgery, and it hasn't gone well. So even if no, you No, I'm telling you, done, so you, going back to your story, when you say the grandma is 70, well, you've got to be careful because I'm telling you, at 70, she's still going to look good. I mean, I, I've seen Raquel Welch when she no, was no, 70. No, she's no, pushing 80. No, no Amos, <laughs> she... She she doesn't look good. Gra- okay. Grandma does not. No, no, she does not look good okay. at all, at all. Okay. <laughs> she has no business, and I don't know how she got up there. She, to tell you how old she looks, I would have to say she that looks ninety. Is she seventy going? Someone on had to put her up there. She didn't climb up on this thing by herself. She didn't climb up on the back of this car by herself. So that's just to tell you how old she looks. And for God's sakes, I just, man. Yeah, my well, friend. Mine's um, a disaster that, too. You don't want to hear about mine, but mine's a disaster. I mean, everybody's is. I mean, these things. You know what's great too? Now we have the elections coming up next year, right? So now, now you're going to mm. start getting posts that people don't vet. In other words, they don't just make sure that they're at least partially true from mm. both sides. Yeah, I know. I mean, you'll get stuff that, like you know, uh, uh, you know, Pre- President Obama is going back to live in Kenya. Uh, when, when, when yeah, there's over. nothing more. There's nothing more disappointing than social media around election time. Uh, it just is. There's nothing right. more. Or we'll find out mankind. whoever the Republican candidate is. He killed his grandmother, or you know. Yeah, all <laughs> so, kind of, all kind of nonsense all going on. All kind yeah. of nonsense going on. Well, a number of things went on. Obviously, uh, during this weekend, uh, we didn't have a show yesterday. I was out and about up in the uh, Northeast. New York, Connecticut area, visiting my daughter who had her senior night. Man, that went by quick, Emil. But um, good yeah, to be I back believe up in- when I saw her singing that national anthem on your post from the weekend, mm-hmm. I, I was mm-hmm. thinking to myself, man, it just seemed like yesterday. I remember when she was, you were telling me she was going up there. Yeah, it goes by quick, and any parent out there will tell you um, it happens fast. So she uh, just had her last regular season. Um, home volleyball game, so went up there for senior night, and definitely um, good to see her mature and grow, and especially in the others that were in her class with her. So had a good time up there this weekend. So we good. didn't have a show yesterday. We didn't get a chance to talk about all the things that went down uh, over the weekend in college football. We will certainly do that today. We'll, we'll, again, have our special guest on to help us with these topics, as I'm sure, as he always does, we'll have a very strong opinion one way or the other. Um, what what are the things? What, big 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 game Bob. How about big game Bob? I mean, two things that are that being rinsed me. away this year is Clemsoning and big game Bob. How about him yeah. coming up with a big one? I, I really up, didn't see that coming. No, I didn't either. Well, of course we didn't. Um, we talked about it on the show, and neither one of us saw it coming. But I will say he's got a couple more big games, so give him a chance. <laughs> yeah, um, and of course – he, like everyone else that's in kind of position right now, uh, they're on they're on TV campaigning because that is the that's that's what you do when you've got polls. Um, and he's out there saying that if the Sooners win out, they should be in the college football playoff. Do you share that opinion? 
Yeah, I don't think he has I mean, to worry lo- about it. I don't think, think he has to worry about it, though. Because if you look you at the way this is going to shake uh-huh. out, um, well, I certainly would take a, you know, a potentially two-loss Pac-12 champion over anybody from the Big 12. The committee's not going to do that. So if he wins out... It's going to be the ACC champ, assuming it's Clemson. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out. Time out, Homer Jones. Stanford with two losses. You're taking them over. You take them over Oklahoma? I don't like the Big 12. I told you that. I, it's, it's, you know, I'm not I into you, their, their form of A loss to flat. Northwestern and then a loss to Oregon? You're taking them over Oklahoma? Well, Oklahoma you, lost to Texas. They did lose to Texas. I mean, you're. I mean, you'll have one booger game. But and I'm Stanford saying Stanford. Stanford is going to have a loss to an eight and two Northwestern team and a seven and three Oregon team. We've got an Oklahoma team that lost to a Texas team that can't get out of its own way. Did Oregon? Uh, did Stanford lose that game at home? They did. Amol. I'm just listen. I'm not arguing with you. Amol. You're going to disagree with me. Amol. Come on, I'm not a Big 12 that. guy, but I said it's not going to matter. The committee's going to agree with you, not me. They're, it's not going to well, matter. Well, no, I don't. I listen. I don't think. I don't know that Oklahoma should be in there, my friend. I I, I don't know that I agree with that. So, you know, Bob well, going to do his campaign. Well, let's just that let's just quick, to, let's just quick play it out. Play, play it out. Let's let's assume Alabama and Florida go into that game with one loss apiece. The winner of that is in. Um, if Clemson were to win. Uh, the ACC, they're in. If North Carolina were upset, I'm sorry, they're not in. But let's for now assume it's Clemson. The Ohio State-Iowa winner, assuming, or Michigan State-Iowa, they're in. Whoever, you know, whoever, or Michigan-Iowa. That's mm-hmm. another question we have to ask. Is a two-loss Michigan team in? Probably not. So, no. Michigan can can win out. They're probably not going to get in. All right, so here, I've got my big. trusty little whiteboard. Here's what we go. Clemson beats okay. North Carolina, which now after this weekend, and we always we got to be cautious about, um, you know, a blowout win over Miami right now, something we'll get into later right. on. You know, but North Carolina, let's put their last two games together. It's funny how the two teams involved in that very controversial game, Duke and Miami, um, have gotten themselves completely plastered by North Carolina the last two weeks. But uh, let's assume Clemson beats North Carolina in what looks like is going to be a very good game. Clemson holds at one. All right. Um, you've got Ohio State-Iowa winner. All right. Let's let's just, for the sake of it, go with the Vegas. That's two. All right. Alabama-Florida winner. They're, that winner's in. I'm right. trying to find a way. I'm trying to find a way that that wouldn't happen, and I'd have a big case. No, they're in. Florida. If they're both one-loss teams, they're in. They're in. Oklahoma State does not lose. How do we keep them out of this four? You don't. They're in. It's simple. They hop Notre Dame. Notre Dame's out. They're in. If they if they if they run the table, go twelve and zero, and finish the season with wins over Baylor, TCU, and Oklahoma, you're not keeping them out. Okay. So Notre Dame gets the shaft. Notre Dame. Okay. What was the score of that game? They lost by what? To Clemson on the road. By two. By They're, two. By two. By two. They are going to have one hearty argument. Um, well, they are, but, they you know, get... the flip side of that argument is they're going to say, well, we played in the rain and we only lost by two and we were coming back. And my flip side of that argument is, yeah, and you had a quarterback throw up a prayer with 40 seconds left against Virginia on the road and won the game. So, I mean, all I'm saying is if, if a team wins all their games in a major conference, they're in. You don't like it in your Notre Dame, start looking to join a conference. You're, you uh, play in the ACC play in basketball. Let's, let's... 
let's play some games, and I guess we'll do this until we hit our break and, and uh, bring Sap on. But let's play let's play this game. All right, uh, Iowa and Ohio State play in the Big Ten championship game. Okay. Iowa wins. Iowa wins the game, twenty four twenty three on a late field goal. Okay. And Florida beats Alabama. Can you drop Ohio State beneath Florida? I would, yeah. Your one loss a better conf- was in a. I don't listen. Florida plays in a better conference, okay? And and I don't care anybody want to argue that with me. They can come right on, give the show a call. You gave out the number before. Mm-hmm. They play in a better conference. They'll be twelve and one. They'll have the same record as Ohio State in a better conference, and they won their conference. Yes. Very simply, they won. I don't care how you lost. <laughs> you lost. If Iowa loses, well, you know, I guess that would be the same story. Okay, Florida beats Alabama, and Notre Dame wins out. How do you keep? How do you put Florida ahead of Notre Dame? Notre Dame's oh, only I have no problem doing on that. the road. On the road, two points to the number one ranked team in the country. Florida's Good, they already lost to them. would be to LSU, the care. number 17 team. Get in, in a conference, Chad. If they were in the ACC, okay, there's a good chance they would have met Clemson again in the ACC championship game, assuming they were on different halves of the, co- of the, of the division. Get in a conference. So that should be the message that we're giving out here to the. You have your to, own to, friggin' TV station. I'm sorry. Get in a co- listen. I think Notre Dame's a good team. A couple weeks ago, I said I thought the winner before Stanford lost, of course, to Oregon. I thought the winner of Notre Dame Stanford would be one of the four playoff teams. All hmm. I'm trying to say is, it's not me being anti Notre Dame. I've said they've been in the playoff, but you're giving me a scenario where Oklahoma State wins out, or even Oklahoma for that matter. It's hard for me to keep teams that run the table beating three top 15 teams the last four weeks of the season out of mm-hmm. a playoff when they played in a conference. And you and I have discussed this. Being mm-hmm. in a conference is more difficult. The teams know you. They recruit to defeat you. Um, there's a familiarity. Yes, Notre Dame plays a very good schedule, but most of those games, other than the traditional rivalry with USC, and maybe a little more so these days they're playing Stanford. They used to play Michigan State all the time. There's no mm-hmm. familiarity with those teams. So they play them one-offs, you know, two-game two series, and they're done. Right, right. So, so um, you know, you play okay. Texas, you run out there a couple times. That's it. There's so, no, like, Texas hates so, Notre so, Dame. So two messages, two messages the committee is going to want to get out here at the end of the year. To Notre Dame, get yourself in a conference. Uh, stop this independent thing where you're going to have a problem if you lose a game in any season. The second message they're going to want to probably send out, which they sent last year, was, hey, Big 12, get yourself a conference championship game or do some better scheduling out of conference. Is that basically the two messages that are going to be sent out here by this committee? Well, that that would be my – you're asking me. That would be, I can't tell you what they're going to do. They may put Notre Dame in there just from the mere uh, interest factor. I mean, let's face it, I mean – you know they wouldn't that wouldn't be above them and they could make arguments that hey they they could make all the arguments you made playing devil's advocate and say we don't really care if if Oklahoma or Oklahoma State wins they could just send out the message get a championship game i think that's a hard message to send out when you're putting an independent in there with the same record cuz i'm a big believer and you you've said this to me over the years one of the toughest things to do in sports is to win road games in college football 
when no you're doubt in about conference. it. Okay, yeah, no because the, there's a familiarity. The kids get jacked up. The, the campus is jacked up at a typical, you know, college setting. You, you've, you've got a certain, you know. So you see upsets in college football when teams go on the road where teams that are 3-5, and five, they'll spring the upset. It's tough to win in the conference on the road. Notre Dame doesn't face that. They play a lot of neutral site games, a lot of two-game series home and home. So like I said, other than that traditional game with USC, which they play every year, which, which is a rivalry, they don't have a lot of, you know, teams recruiting just to beat Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So I just I think I think it's hard to to to, to penalize an Oklahoma State that were to go twelve and zero or an Oklahoma that's that's eleven and one when when everything's equal. I mean, to uh, just that's well, a couple of questions, couple couple of questions here for you. Um, if if I were to ask you today, what do you what do you think Notre Dame will will win out? What would be your answer to that? Well, I certainly think they'll beat Boston College this week, although that is a rivalry game over the years, you know, mm-hmm. um, the two Catholic schools. But Boston mm-hmm. College has no offense, so I think they'll beat mm-hmm. they'll beat Boston College. I think I, I I think Stanford's built to play well against Notre Dame. I mean, USC gave them a hell of a time before succumbing in the fourth quarter up there, and that was with the interim coach doing his first mm-hmm. game. I think Shaw mm-hmm. will have Stanford ready to play. I mean, that loss to Oregon. Um, you know, it was a little bit of a goofy loss. Stanford did things that they were not doing all year. They turned the ball over three times. They just did some screwy mm-hmm. things, and still, you know, at the end they could have tied the game. I think they'll beat Notre Dame. I do at home. Okay. Um, I think we don't talk enough about Mike Gundy. Um, and in a list that I saw of potential candidates for the open USC job, his name falls on it. What would you think of Mike Gundy as the new head coach of the USC Trojans? Uh, he's done a great job at Oklahoma State. I love him as the Oklahoma State coach. Is that your answer? Is that your final answer? He's not for me. I mean, you, you, no. you listen, you're asking me something that you, you, you I feel like you're baiting me in a debate. You already know. I'm not a fan of that style of football. I just I I think you can do nice things at a school like Oklahoma State in a year like this where you catch a few breaks. They've won quite a few games that were very close. The balls bounced their way, but I just don't think Okay, well that but, let, but let's 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 take a look at let's take a look at Oklahoma State this year. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um here's the point totals they've given up. 13, 8, 14, 27, 34, 26, 10, 53, 29 and 31. Outside of that 53 with Texas Tech, who really just baits you into that. Um, yes. You know, by the way, Oklahoma State scored 70 points in a game. Yes, they did. Oklahoma State, in a conference where teams routinely put up, you know, 40, 50, and 60 points, has only allowed one opponent to go over 40 points this year. So, I mean, do you not think that Oklahoma's. I mean, I have noticed over the years, Oklahoma State's problem has not really been defense. When they haven't been you at know, the top of this conference, is that they haven't generated enough offense? Every once in a while, you say something that that makes me think again. And I went back as you were saying that, just to say, okay, well, let me look. And you know what? Last year, you're pretty much right. The year last year, they played, they played Florida defense. State's first game, thirty-seven, twenty-three, thirteen, thirty-five, twenty, twenty, a forty-two, a thirty-four, a forty-eight. They had a little bad streak, a twenty-eight. Now you know what? I mean, it's not horrible. Um, I'd have to think about it a little bit. I, I you know, I'm not. Flip, you always back tell me hey, about, while you're there. Flip back another year. Go back a couple of years. They play defense. It matters they do. to him. 
I have to think about it the more you say that. It was a good point you've brought up. I, I, just, I guess my concern is, you know, a couple things. I, I don't know the, the personality. Is he a fit out there? I'm not sure. I don't understand, you know. He's a how man. He he's 40. Yeah. Yeah. Or older now at this point. But uh, I don't know. I think he is, to me, to me. And he's I've a been really studying good coach. A, I'm not debating that. <laughs> yeah, Josh Newberg would, would – with, Rivals. I hope I got that right because you know it, it's almost when you say a guy's from Rivals and he's really from two four seven. It's like coming down here in Miami and 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 looking at a Cuban and saying that you know they're Dominican. You could get your throat slashed. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Josh Newberg has a uh, and I might just post this up. He has a list of all the open jobs and mm-hmm. the candidates that he's heard for them. And so for USC, it's Tom Herman who's on everyone's list including some open high school jobs and football jobs over in Canada. Chip Kelly, Chris Peterson, Kevin Sumlin, Justin Fuente, who's another person on a lot of lists, and Mike Gundy. And to me, as I'm looking at that Mike Gundy on there, that's an intriguing candidate for the USC job. Really, really is. I don't know I, that they're going to get a pro guy. So I'm intrigued by him as a candidate for the USC job. Well, I, I still think, depending on how USC finishes, the guy there might be the guy that gets the job. You know, sometimes sometimes the answer sits in front of your face, and you just got to be, you got to have the stones to make the right call. I mean, if, if he wins the rest of those games, given the circumstances he's been in, if he wins his last two regular season games, there's definitely an edge that USC's recaptured. They run the ball more since he's been the coach. Mm-hmm. They're much more physical. The defensive lines come alive. I mean, the last two or three games, they've had like 10 sacks. Uh, they've just been looking more and more like you expect USC to look. And I think it's hard if a guy comes in and were to rip off six straight regular season wins, given those circumstances, to not hire him. I'm not a big fan of interim coach turning into permanent head coach. I know you're not. Just, and usually yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not I'm not either. Big... But, but, you know, Dabble was an interim coach, and look what what's happened with him. He had he he look he fought through those Clemsoning years, um, you know he really did. So you know a little testament to, uh, and and in Clemson they got more patience than they do in Los Angeles and Miami and New York. So you know, please think about that part of it. Um, after that West Virginia game that I saw in 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 live and in color down here that year, where I think West Virginia could have scored 90 points in a bowl yeah. game. Oh, yeah. And then the Florida State fiasco. You do that in Los Angeles. You do that in Miami. You do that in New York. The natives get loud, and they stop coming to games. At Clemson, they're going to the game. They're going to the game regardless. Yeah, they, they don't might, have anything else they, going. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's a little more patience in those areas. So, yeah, Dabo did work out. He's an outlier. Um, I'm just I'm not big and in favor of that. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see where that goes. But you're not the first person and not the first – for some reason, I'm friends with a lot of USC fans, but you're not the first USC fan that I've spoken to that would be in favor of. Well, your you know, father does live in Los Angeles. Well, true, true. <laughs> Though my dad's not a big USC fan, but I yes, didn't say I, that. I, but, but it would, I did it would spend some time out west. Yeah. It's funny though. The 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 friends that I have that are USC fans are not from Los Angeles. It's funny. Yeah. So. Yeah, there you well, go. They, they I, cast I a, a wide net. I mean, USC's like like a Notre Dame or a Texas. They cast a pretty wide net in you know their fan base. They play all over the country. They recruit all over the country. So, you know, yeah, we we have them here in Pennsylvania. I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 sure. Let's hop off the gridiron. Um, a big story out of Saturday night, and I did not uh, watch this. And I, you know, to, I have to admit, I've never watched 
any of her events live. I uh, didn't watch the Ronda Rousey fight. Uh, busy, you know, I'm up in New York vacationing, you know, I'm out and about. And uh happened to go on social media and learn from social media that uh, the young lady had been knocked out, soundly defeated. And, of course, you get all of the video. Um, and so I saw, in, indeed, how she did lose. And she was uh, well beaten, Emil. And I'd been railing on social media about Ronda Rousey leading up to it. Not that I'm against her. Like Ronda Rousey, uh, I love what she's been able to do. I love how hard she works. I love how she prepares for fight, for fights. Um, I love the action. I love all that. But it got to the point where there was an extreme amount of saturation, Emil. Everything she said became a quote and a viral quote. Everything. Everything from what she eats to what her thoughts are on were about on sex. Every single thing, Rhonda. And I just saw the media doing what they always do. They take someone, they will build them up, they will run them up the ladder. When they get to the top of the ladder, they have all types of fun kicking it out from under them. And uh, lo and behold, she believed all that and, you know, built into this whole, you know, when when you haven't really dominated your sport. And, yes, she's she's she was undefeated, but she hadn't really faced everyone. She'd had nine fights. And you start yeah. talking about dabbling into other other sports and other things. You're you're uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Your head has gotten you're too up. big. Well, you're on borrowed time. She was on borrowed time. She reminded me a little bit, and I, I didn't see it coming, and I'm not a big MMA fan, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend I am, but um, mm-hmm. she, she reminded me a little of the way Tyson's career had been going before Douglas got him and no one saw it coming. Mm-hmm. You know, they started, mm-hmm. these guys, part of being that, that's a brutal sport, and I think you've really got to have your head in it all the time. When you start talking about, I'm going to disappear after this fight, well, that gives the... Um, What's the word? The tacit, uh, you know, you're sending out a message that you feel you're going to win the fight, and then you're going to go, like you said, do other things. And I heard that mm-hmm. quote before the fight, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disappear after this fight. Well, no one says mm-hmm. that if they think they might lose, because you're not going to disappear, you're going to want a rematch. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, so, you know, there was talk of being in the WWE or uh, wanting to go box and all this, and uh, Lowen, you know, of course, she loses the fight, and here come the memes, all the pictures, all of the funny videos, um, and it was just a complete flood of them, and we'll get them for for an entire week or two weeks or however long it takes before some other major event takes place. Um, And, of course, now we're going to see how the media treats Ronda Rousey. Um, Will everything? But I feel like I'm weird because I don't like the sport. Um, I'm not big I'm not into in- female MMA. Me, you know, no. I mean, she's a major uh, attraction in the sport, so I pay attention to what she does. But you know, do I know anyone else in the sport? Did I know the lady that beat her? No, no. You know, I follow some. But of I'm not into any of that. I mean, I'll be honest. I still, I'm old school. If I'm going to watch any sport like that, I still prefer you know a good boxing match if I can find one mm-hmm. where two people will actually fight. Yeah, that's a big um, if these days. <laughs> that's a big if. I, I, to me, like when I watch that sport, and I've seen them, you know, my my son-in-law likes them, so I've watched them at his house and with guys, you know. To me, it looks like something I can go to a local bar in a seedy part of town, and around one o'clock in the morning, someone will hit someone with a bottle, and it's on, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, well, you know, I was saying this the other day, and Floyd fans really hate me for this because you know I go in on Floyd. I, you know, here's here's my whole here's my whole synopsis on Floyd. This is just how I wrap it up. I respect his business acumen. I respect how he positioned himself and manipulated the sport 
to make the millions that he made. Don't begrudge him for that. I just don't like him in the ring. And if he ever runs around saying he deserves to be mentioned with the Ali's in this sport, he's out of his mind. And any of his fans that want to run behind and say that he should be, uh, you're not in reality. He just wasn't that kind of boxer. Well, let me, Floyd, let me Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather was the best thing that ever happened to MMA because when he when the sport could say this is the best that our sport has to offer and at some point almost the only thing that our sport has to offer, millions of people said, well, there's got to be more out there. And MMA had to uh, happen to come along and people, you know, ran to that in bunches. Oh yeah, for more action. But let me ask you this: the, the young lady that beat Rousey was a boxer. How do you think she'd do against Mayweather in a boxing match? Oh, you know, come on, folks. You're not. You got <laughs> men can't beat Floyd Mayweather. All right. I hate that argument. So you're saying, I, I don't, you're saying I don't she couldn't a, catch him? Are you saying she couldn't catch him? No, man. Come on. This is man versus woman in the ring with rules. Come on now. Um, I'm giving you a hard but, time, man. I know. I know. I know. Floyd but, style but fighting. I'm just yeah, there's some people there. There's some people there that I think actually believe that. They actually believe no. that Ronda Rousey would have a chance in the ring boxing Floyd. Like you're, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Look, men can't beat the guy. A woman's not going in there and beating him. And you know, get get off of that. So we've talked about really Floyd on this show before. My problem, I'm like you. I think he's done a great job promoting himself. I God bless him. He's made a lot of money. I don't begrudge him that. That's his. You know, he's a professional boxer. He gets paid to box, so I have no problem with that. I just don't care for that style. And I know his apologist will tell me that's because I don't understand boxing and, and it's about a de- de- being defensive and getting guys to miss. Well, you know what? When Ali wanted to, he could get guys to miss too. And then he could also mm. drill them and knock them out and he'd engage in a fight. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when I see stuff like, yeah, when I see stuff like, um, you know, the 30 for 30 with, Sugar Ray Leonard and Roberto Duran, man, I really miss those days of boxing. I really, really do. There's a great and, and then I get even just, more mad. You, you put out there, Ray Leonard. Ray Leonard was as good a defensive fighter when he wanted to be as as any fighter that ever stepped in the ring. But Ray and Leonard would, bring would also action. engage. Yes, he yes, would bring action. And, and would yes. bring action and make you say, wow. You'd walk away from a Ray Leonard fight like, wow, I really, really saw something. And I'm yet to have um, done that with, with any – any fight I think I've seen Floyd Mayweather fight. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, Hall of Famer Warren Sapp is here with us, and uh, he's going to go in on a number of things. We'll be back right after this.
31 here on the Gridiron Stud Show. We're back, wrapping wrapping up the weekend that was. Plenty went on. Um, it seems when I get kind of disconnected from the sports world, uh, either by vacation or whatever else that goes on, a ton of things seem to happen. I don't know if that happens to you, Emil, but um, oh, yeah. listen, our, our next guest always has very strong opinions on anything that goes down, whether that's sports or anything else, which is why it is always a pleasure to have him on. So we will do that right now. We've been missing you for two weeks, man. So much has gone on. Sap that, you know, look, we need to do like four hours with you. We won't, but happy to have you on the show. What's going on there, big fella? Always a pleasure, fellas. Good morning. Good morning, Warren. Good morning. Where have you been? Tell us where you've been, first of all. The what do you mean? Where well, I've been? I've been nowhere. I, I, I went to the Bucks game uh, Sunday and watched them play Buck ball and get them a win against the Dallas, my Dallas Cowboys. You know I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. So oh, yeah. It's the one Sunday in my life that I'm torn. I'm like my team versus my team. But, you know, I'm a Buccaneer, you know, for life. And I love my Cowboys. It's a good game, good win. You know, we got a quarterback in Tampa, I will tell you that. Yeah, he's a good player. <laughs> that kick and play, boy. You mean you're not boy. a Raiders fan, man? No, I'm a Raider crazy. by trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, they're actually on their way to having some kind of a decent year. No, no, they're doing pretty good. They're doing out. pretty good over there. I like what Jack got going over there, you know, and uh, with that Ken Norton Jr. on the defensive side. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. I like the quarterback over there, and the receiver's a beast. I mean, but that's a Florida, bro. We already knew that. Yeah, we know that. Be- before yeah, yeah, yeah. I let Amol take over here, oh. um, they call they call you to be on the search committee yet for the next huh? UM coach? What'd you yeah, say? Yeah, you've been called? What? <laughs> There's a search party. There's a search party there's out a, there. There's a search party out there. A search yeah. party and a committee. Well, if there's a search the party out there, then I did not get a suit, a uniform, or a seat <laughs> on the seat, on the boat to go looking for anything. So. Yeah, well, okay, there's there's one out did you there. Get, All right, did you no, get just, a call? just wanted to did clear that. Did you get a call? No, man. My phone man, you got great ideas going on and everything. I mean, come on, man. You yeah, got big things going might, on, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I might be too busy. All right, Emil, uh, what are we throwing at my man? <laughs> well, we're going to save that topic for last because I have a feeling you'll have a lot to say about it. So let's start with the NFL and work our way backwards. Um, we got to ask you this question out of the gate. Uh, hold hey, on, man. hold on. Before you go, Emil, I had to do this, but let's just, you know, one time for France, you know what I'm saying? Everything that's going on over there for the people of Absolutely. France. You know, we, we with them. We stand with them. All right, go ahead, Emil. Yes, we do. Good point. Thank you for bringing that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that definitely happened on the weekend, too. Yeah. yeah oh, yes, it did. Right. Yes, yes, yes. All right. All right. Go ahead, Emma. Okay. okay. Peyton Manning. What, what happened there Sunday? Every time he throws like four or five interceptions, stop, a few times it's stop, happened. Stop, stop, stop. There's two <laughs> things in this world that we know to be undefeated. One on we can't talk about, and the other one is Father Time. <laughs> <laughs> right out the gate. Right, right out, out the gate. Man, I mean, hey, that's what it is. I mean, <laughs> listen, I said hey, this a couple of years ago sitting on the set. It takes every fiber in his body to throw the ball. And you have to understand something. When you're Peyton Manning and you are the only one that can drive the ship and you, you know, train how you train and you go down there with Cutcliffe and, you know, he got you back after the neck, there's only so many more balls you can throw. Hey, listen, I'm Warren. I'm with you, but every time this happens, the, the last couple of years, it seems like oh, no, no, a, no, no, turn, no, 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 it's an but injury. The end, the end result is another playoff loss, which he has more than any other quarterback in the history of this game. So, I mean, let's add another one if if they're gonna put him back out there again. 
Because that's well, let's what's going to happen. Let's, let's, let's speak on him now being hurt because he had a bad game. I think that's why. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's go back to when it was his neck, and he had to do everything within under God's green earth to get back, and he got back. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, he, and he put himself in a position to get to a championship. And then those years are gone. And now every other year he gets a little bit older. And guess what? When you line up at the beginning of a season, it's a marathon. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. It's no doubt marathon. about it. The bo- you, the don't, body, you don't get stronger at the end down. of the marathon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I appreciate you, Sap. I appreciate you, on Sap, on this day in which Charlie Sheen got on the air on, on the Today Show today. That's not winning. To uh, m- mildly winning. pointing out to us that's the other winning. thing that is, that's undefeated. No, he's losing. That's not winning. Uh, that's not winning. <laughs> That's not winning. No, it's but not. That ain't, that ain't, that you know what, Warren? I have to say that wasn't a hard one to see when coming, we get off huh? the line because you got it wrong, and then you can talk about it with him later. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I, I can't Definitely wait for that, that phone that, call. That, that, Charlie Sheen, that, that's not winning. That's no. Not winning. <laughs> no. He said he oh, engaged man. in no risky behavior, by the way. Listen, no winning. Please. <laughs> no winning. Please. Does not he also have some type of dementia? But yeah, that's okay. Hey, very sick. We already knew this, but that's not winning. <laughs> what? Well, what else do we got going on here? I got. I got, well, Warren. How does Rob Ryan keep getting jobs? I guess that's my question. Stop, because you know uh, you're talking to the man who gave Rob Ryan his best defense he's ever coached, number three defense in the National Football League with the number one pass defense in Oakland. What's I, his deal? What's his deal? What's his deal? Talk to us. Listen. Is he is he on the is he is he was he coaching for the wrong team? Um, you know does what? He just I, not know, get it anymore. I, I love Rob. I love Rob. Rob was one of those coaches who 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 have been mold and shape a defense to the personnel that he has, and mm-hmm. you know, and then go at you and tell you to hit it fat uh, straight ahead, no fat dodge. You know, hit it how mm-hmm. you live, hard mm-hmm. and fast. I mean, he, he, he's a beautiful man, and but you know, sometimes when you when you are part of a I say a cult because the Ryans are, and he'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. It ain't the name on the mm-hmm. front of the jersey; it's the name on the back of the jersey, and it's Ryan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, right. Of course, Listen, of course, hey, man. If you ever get in an interview with you, and, and you have the personnel to run what he wants to run, I mean, it's some good stuff. But we know the Saints have never been a defensive team to begin with. What are we talking about here? We talking about the New Orleans Saints? Stop it! Boy, isn't that hard? Isn't that hard with what they do offensively? Would you agree? Or What's disagree? hard? What's hard? To to be what they want to be defensively. Those things kind of no, keep things on No, give me a quarterback that's going to throw for 5,000 yards a season, and I'll show you what to do with it. Who's that's done that, score, That's going to score paired? 30. What, they scored 30 points in 30-something straight games or something like that? It was something wild like that? Right. Tell me the last time you've seen a 5,000-yard passer married with a good defense. They keep trying to tell you that uh, Denver Broncos was a good defense, right? Well, they're saying that this year, but Peyton can't throw for five grand no more. No, I mean, but I mean, it was last year. They said it was a good defense too, right? Oh, they tried. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, yeah. They, they just try to say that one. Now. All right, let's look at another one. Uh, did Eli throw for five thousand yards up there? What did you? No, he didn't throw for five. Man. No, 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 it was a rarity. I think it's only what eight five thousand yard season, and Drew Brees got four of them or something like that. It's nine of them. Oh, wait, let like me that. step in and moderate here. I think what Warren's saying, Chad, is that you're always ahead if you're playing for the Saints when Thank they run. Thank you, on. and you get to rush the pass. You talking about a, a man with a hundred sacks and the QB kill on the phone? Give me a quarterback that can score almost every time he touched the ball, and I'll play with that every day of the week. But it's a different NFL now. 
I keep I keep trying to I, I I play buckball and then I got a reminder of it suddenly it was ten six man it was, I loved mm. it. <laughs> yeah, well, see, you were you were probably the only guy in that stadium that loved it. Listen, but that's yeah, that's that was buckball. It was better than the forty two to fourteen game I went week one and whatever the hell it was when it was Mike Allstott day. Oh, it was bad those two days. I don't like to see thirty forty points on the scoreboard and the other teams got it. That's not cute. No, no. True, true. But I've been on this crusade of. These 5,000-yard passers got to throw 600 passes a year, and that's no good for the defense because you're on the field too much. And it's hard you know for you what? to hold you know what? down. You know what? You say that because you're out there on that island. And when you're out there on that island, it only takes one lapse of, you know, oh, I saw something or, you know, yeah, I understand. And then big plays, right? Big plays. <laughs> I understand. You're giving up big Trust plays. me. Trust me. I watch it every Sunday. When you're looking at Eli Manning throw it up and it's 87 yards on a Bill Belichick coach defense, you're like, you got to be kidding me. But then you get to the end of the ball game, and this is the thing that drives me crazy more than anything. It's the clock management that goes on every Sunday. Oh, it's been bad, and it's oh, so elementary. Oh, I mean, it's like I, I know y'all not practicing and hitting nobody or going over anything, but at least let's go right. over the so clock. Why can't you do that? Yeah, why can't yeah. you do that? <laughs> no, that's a good point. It's bad. <laughs> Awful and right the Giants now. are the biggest offenders. Oh, 16 seconds you run off the – are you kidding me? Yeah, they're bad yep. with that. They just That's don't get it. That's how you lose. That's how you lose. how you lose. And the play well, clock is 40 seconds when it's under two minutes. 40. Yep. Yeah, well, that shouldn't happen. I got to take you back to what you said, though, about Buckball, because this is a question about today's NFL. You have to admit, when you played for the Bucks on that great defense, you guys won a Super Bowl – the league rules, even though they were tough, were nowhere oh, no, near. Allowed it. They allowed us to control the middle of the field. They yeah. allowed us to. Yeah, we control the middle of the field, no doubt about it. John Lynch, yeah, now today more, you, can't, you can't touch these guys. You can't, 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 can't do it anymore. Can't do it. There's, do there's, it. There's, no, there's no bang in the eight no more. It's just an eight. It's just a skinny coat. That used to be a bang eight because it was a bang at the yeah, end of it. Yeah. You know, they used to tell, I used to hear the receiver coach, get big. It's going to be a hit in there. Get big. Man, that's not happening anymore. Ain't no hit going on in there. And they've been protecting yep. quarterbacks for 20 years, but still, there was you guys could still get a couple more hits oh, on can. a quarterback. You can still, than they you can can still put an assault on him. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You, you, you can make him shake in his boots in that pocket if he if he, if he wasn't comfortable. Yeah, you can still you can still do that. I mean, you can still do that. Hey, now, I'm but. watching Aaron, I'm watching Aaron Rodgers getting uh, very shaking in his boots and being very un- uncomfortable. All right, in that all right, pocket. all right. I was I was out too, and my travels and a little bit of you know the kids you know seeing you in high school and everything take me away from football too. So. What the hell was going on Sunday when he was talking about he heard something during a moment of silence or something that, that drug on all the way to after the game? What, what, what was that? Someone, I think, well, and Emil may know more on this, someone in an Aaron Rodgers jersey yelled out something. Do you What, what do you know? Oh, he had an Aaron Rodgers jersey on. That was the thing. I believe pre-game, so, yes. Pre-game, they had the moment of silence, obviously, for our friends in France. Yeah, That's uh-huh. what happened. And somebody yelled out something, you know, like, you know, shoot all the Muslims or something like that, something to that effect. Mm. And, uh, you know, Rogers went into it after the game that he was disappointed and, and whatnot, uh, you know, okay. surprised it stuck with him what the whole game. Him? What else yeah. got <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a question about Rogers actually, and to your point about assaulting the quarterback. I saw a play on Sunday that drives me nuts. They're playing oh. the Lions, end of the game. Kid from the Lions, and I forget which one it was. I want to say 94. Anyway, he gets blocked to the ground. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When he hit him down low. I, I, I tweeted him that one. How does like, he Blue, tackle him, Blue's then, Blue's got to be changed. I mean, it, it, because it, where is he he's supposed to go at that?
point. Yeah. Where is he going to go? He's on the ground. Got to hit him I in should. the gut, I guess. I- Listen, you can't hit him at the gut at that point, Chad. You're on your way down. There's nothing to hold you up. <laughs> yeah. Well, they went no, to the only other shot listen, was punching listen, him in the balls or listen, something. Listen, there's <laughs> nothing. Oh, no, no, Emma. No, 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 no. No, brother. No, brother. No, no. And at the bottom of the pile, That's none of that goes on. And the eye gouging, yeah, okay. none of that goes on either. I, you know, that, that drives me crazy with these fantasies of what goes on at the bottom of a pile. Where oh, after it the sounds football, good. And it's an oblong shaped ball, and it bounces funny. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> when you're laying on it, you really don't have a good handle on it. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Now, do you agree with me that that call was was Oh, that, that was rule. awful. That was awful. We got it. We got it. Yeah. But now, we, now we're, we're about to do something that really, really, really gets to be troubling. And that's asking the referee or the umpire who's in the back back there to judge if he can see if the guy, you know, had no other place to go. Because he, Ziggy Anson definitely had no other place to go. I mean, no other place no. to go. I mean, if no, the quarterback I... is down and he's hurt, we got to cart him off. Didn't give him a penalty because now they're missing their starting quarterback. But if he gets up, go to the sideline, go talk to the quarterback, and, I mean, go talk to his offensive coordinator, come back in the game, no harm, no foul. That's that's how yeah. I saw it too, and no I, harm no foul. I mean, because I mean he ain't hurt. I mean, and there was no place else for the man to go. I mean, you, you don't aim at the quarterback's knees. Trust me, we don't. I mean, you want to hit him square between that one and that two, and let him go oof on his way down. Huh. <laughs> and I always felt like most most NFL players understand that you know it's it's a guy's livelihood, and the vast majority of you okay, guys. Okay, but we're talking about. People who are moonlighting on Sunday, who are dentists and insurance salesmen right. and different things like that. I mean, that's that's the whole point. We're not talking about an athlete who understands that when you're being blocked and your feet come out from underneath you and you're trying to rush. And <laughs> trust right. me, we, we're asking someone. We got guys who, repping games that are really, really against. Violence. Listen, man, I mean, we got we. It's a game of inches, and they're giving away yards every Sunday. So trust me, I, I go crazy with the marking of the football and all kind of other foolishness that go on. So don't get me started. So trust me. I like the rule where it is because we don't have 32 good quarterbacks. You see what I'm saying? No. Trust me. Listen, we're Cowboys fans, Warren. We understand that. (laughs) Man, did you feel this way? Did you feel this way, though, when you were playing? I mean, is, Listen, is, they, was that have, your attitude they, they had it right at the end of mine. Right at the end of mine was the you can't hit him right, below the Right, when Tom lost a year. When he lost a year. Yeah, yeah, that was like 05, right? Right. Yeah, that's Castle, yeah, 05, yeah. Well, yeah, plus, it's Castle. not good. Listen, the, the yeah, but that one right there was the safety coming on a blitz, and, you know, he was one of them I'm going to knock you out guys, too. So that, that's the whole point, you know? That that was but, the, that, that's the scary part. That when it's one of those, I'll, I'll knock you out, guys. That actually hit one of the guys and knock them out. You know what I'm saying? Mm, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, he, he, got like three a business, he got like and, three patriots. <laughs> listen, the, you guys are fans. It's bad for business when Ben no, Roethlisberger and Tony Romo's not playing. It's bad for the players. I mean, yeah. because you don't. I I never played the game with any malice in my heart. Like I'm gonna knock somebody out. No. I, I, I want to put a good hit on him. I, I don't never want to start a quarterback out of the game because once the backup comes in, it's a damn nine on seven, irky jerky game and shit. I play action <laughs> yeah. and boots and all that. No, I want to. I want a regular <laughs> game. Let's play. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, I, I like that, your attitude. That I agree with. Yeah, no, because it's much more fun to, to, to put Brett Favre on your wall than it is Hasselback. That, that just ain't cute on your resume, Hasselback. Right. Daddy, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, listen, daddy? one more NFL question, Warren, and then we're going to move to our favorite topic here, which okay. we need to ask you about. Last NFL question, you were mm-hmm. there Sunday. 
help me here as a Cowboy fan and an NFL fan. What do the Cowboys do with Greg Hardy? Because he seems like a, a real malcontent. Really? What did he do? Well, I mean, he, he's always going off on somebody. I read this week that he missed a couple of meetings late. One basically didn't show up for it. At what point do the Cowboys say this guy might not be worth the trouble? Whatever the Cowboys decide that. Because what, what? The, thing, the thing I saw Sunday that, that kind of, you know, like, you know, like, like, like took me away from it because I used to go in the stadiums and get that, that boo and whatever. I mean, at one point, you know, my, 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 my fans in Tampa, I mean, was, you know, chanting, Hardy sucks, Hardy. And I'm like, my, I mean, I got goosebumps. I'm like, I'd make every play. <laughs> I see, I see, I see just how intense you are about this booing with me. But I didn't see that from him. I think he's like it's a character that that he that he that he's playing right now because being late to work and all that. Now that now that's a whole different animal. Once you start, you know, actually playing with my money. Right. So when you late and you ain't in the spot, now we got to put somebody who can't play like you in this situation. Now we mixing and matching and losing seven in a row. Now you not now now it's getting ugly. Now 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 it's finna now it's finna get to a real boiling point with me because either do it our way or get the hell from around us. That, 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 well, that's just period, yeah. period and point blank. I mean, I don't mind how you, how, how, whatever you do on your off season or whatever, but when you're in this building and you wear these colors, we do it this way. And that, that, now, once you cross those lines, now you've crossed it with me. Yeah, well, mm. I, I guess, like, I, I, before I ever got to speak to you and meet you, you know, I, having watched you as a fan, the one thing I watched a player like you and I said, listen, if you ask me one thing about Warren Sapp, that guy brought it, okay? You know, the mm. thing that concerns me with, with Hardy I see him play against the terrible Seattle Seahawks defensive line. Um, so, you know, then he goes against the Eagles, have their right tackle at left tackle, their whole line's jumbled, Peters is out. And frankly, aside from a flash play here and there, I'm not seeing the guy really dominate the game like I would expect a guy of his caliber to dominate a game. What's his caliber? I mean, I wouldn't. I didn't think. Well, I mean, would. I, you know, I, I, I always, whatever they were talking about, I always thought Johnson was the better pass rusher in Carolina. And then all of a sudden, this guy shows up, and I was like, oh, okay, I see what they're talking about. But then now, when you are the guy and you're asked to to go lead a ball club, that's different. Right. It's different. Yeah. It's different when you're a passenger in the car. When you're right, a passenger in the right. car, you just put you just put your seatbelt on. Oh, you ain't got to put your seatbelt on and drive the driver crazy with the bing, bing, bing going on. And you can be in there just acting crazy and wild or not. You ain't really got to pay attention. Yeah, well, we know about that. Yeah, hey, definitely. but when you get in the driver's seat, now you got to know what these handles and levers and, you know. Right. <laughs> you got to know how so, to drive this thing. That, that's different well, because whenever you walk, this I, I, I promise you this, whenever you go to another football team and you walk in there with a contract or whatever it is, everybody look at you and say, let me see it. Right, I want to see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So wait, translate this for me. You feel right. watching what? film as as a guy who you know who understands this that probably the better pure pass rusher in Carolina was Johnson. So Hardy probably got the benefit of obviously playing on the same line with Johnson. Now he goes to Dallas, and you're saying, hey, you're the lead dog, and maybe he's not the lead dog. Hey, and he missed what the first four weeks. Yeah, but his best game was the first game back. <laughs> I mean, you better. missed the first four weeks. Well, no I one mean, was ready about, for we're him. About, we're talking about, we're talking about nothing, nothing prepares you for football but football and check and tell you this. Nobody practices anymore. 
Right. <laughs> so yeah. like, what you, you talking about actually going out and playing in the game? I mean, it's it's a whole different animal when you when that national anthem go off. I still get chill bumps. I, I'm ready to roll. You know what I'm saying? So I, right. I can imagine if you actually going and then you get you get uh, get to going. Hey, trust me. Right. <laughs> you can go over that. You go over the top of that hill real fast and find yourself. <laughs> well, it can be a long afternoon. Trust me. But I, we're gonna I, move, we're gonna I, move I, to I, that. I never considered him the game changer like that. I never. I never took okay. him off like a guy on Sunday. Hey, hey circle him up, you know? Nah, I, that wasn't that wasn't the guy I was looking. No. Uh-uh. Okay, well, that, that that's basically what I was looking for because that's kind of my feeling. Having watched him now for a few weeks as a Cowboy fan, I'm saying, yeah, is, is he a good piece on it? If you had a really good team, you've seen, I would say, you've seen you've seen pass rushers. You've seen Haley down there. You've seen Big yeah. Let down there wheeling and dealing. You've seen Russell Mallon down there like a bowling ball of butcher knives. You you've seen you've seen some pass rushers. Randy White, come on, you've yes. seen pass rushers in Cowboy. He's land. not I mean, that. No, no, he ain't none of that. <laughs> no, no, none of those and none of that. And then when you're talking about the distraction and everything, you know, because I talked to, you know, some of my people down there in Cowboy Land, you know, it bothered him, you know. I mean, because when, when the world is focused on you and something like that, you don't sleep good. I have a feeling it'll be a short honeymoon there, and that, that oh, yeah. this year will oh, yeah. be oh, yeah. the no, only year. Because the Cowboy, you can't you can't put no tarnish on that star. Trust me. <laughs> no. Yeah. You can't put no dirt on that star. We like real stars in Cowboy Land. Trust me. <laughs> I don't think, I don't expect to see him back. Go ahead. No. Nah. Okay, now, well, I can't let you go. The fans, if I let you go without asking you this Not question, and I'm, what happened? I mean, what's happening? Saturday's game with Miami, Ooh. I figured maybe they'd show some fight. They did the last couple weeks. <laughs> they were now 45 nothing again. <laughs> two seasons. Two, seasons, two games in one season, we gave up over 55 points. What the hell is going on? Hey man, I turned it off after it was like seventeen. I just, I just can't, I can't, I can't, I could. Yeah, well, I could. I mean, hey, fortunately for me, I wasn't able to. So, um, <laughs> hey, I was sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the travel do save you from the anguish. Yes, it does. And, I, and then yeah. I was sitting there, and then my man flipped over to the, in, the uh, Indiana Michigan game or whatever that was. That was a pretty mm-hmm. good game right there going on. Mm-hmm. Something else that was going on. I'm like, just don't go back to the Miami game, man, please. And he, then you just what, kept what seeing the scoreboard. Okay, but then you just kept seeing the scoreboard. There's an interim coach now. There's an interim coach now. Really? What, what, what do you think really? happened there? But there's not, happened not there? An interim, there's not an interim system. So yeah, it's a it's when your when your when your when your when your system when your when your system and what you've implemented don't work and then they fire the head of this, what are they gonna go to? What but time out. Are you saying the fifty eight oh, by Clemson was about was about the system or that players just said hey F it on that day? Are you saying Clemson's fifty eight points better than Miami, so run it over to North Carolina now. North Carolina is worthy of putting up fifty nine points because the system ain't right? Something more than that happened there to me. Chad, do you watch us play the options? Huh? And we'll tell him about us playing the option. I watched the quarterback. I've seen go, it. Go, You're go talking to a plays, guy that go four plays in a row and the only time we hit him was when he was out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm sitting here watching the drive, and the quarterback is running this option, and the only time we hit him, he was out of bounds. I know it. I know it. You're talking to someone that coordinates defenses now. I mean, it's ugly to watch. 
And in Ugly. high school, these very basic things would be done. Ugly. They're not happening. Man, but I'm, I'm watching nobody. I mean, first of all, first of all, we couldn't find the pitch man in the Florida State game. Now we can't find yeah. the quarterback. <laughs> now we can't find the quarterback. In the Clemson game, we couldn't find the pitch man or the quarterback. Now we figured out, let's go to the pitch man because that's the guy that's swinging out wide. We always see him, right? So now we all run to the pitch man, and the quarterback just turns the corner and takes off. Hey, what? But but 59 points? Hey, man. 59? When you, 59. When you don't well, Chad, when you don't want to hit a quarterback that is willing to run, 59 is, 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 is a good day. I shit, it looked like 70 was going to go up, dog. It wasn't, man. The quarterback ran in the end zone, put the U up, and then uh, did, uh, a, did almost yeah, a suck it on us. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm a college football bad. fan first, that's the first drive. and foremost. That's the drive when they hit him out of bounds. Yeah, that's the drive right there. That's when I stopped watching. I said, you know what? They're going to disrespect us up there at a basketball school. I'm going to turn this off because I beat them, broke somebody's TV. You know what I'm saying? not paying for a TV this Saturday. It, it kills me. It kills me to see Miami like this because I'm a college football fan. I, mean, I want Miami to be good. I, 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 I'm a king. I bleed on. I know. <laughs> Both of you are. Yeah. But I'm uh, telling you, I know you guys. I know you guys are in pain because you played there. The I'm most, telling you, though, as a fan, don't, I'm worry, in pain. don't worry. Don't worry, fellas. Hey, it hurts the most that the biggest a, problem there's is there's defense. A, there's a search so that's, firm that's out. What hurts there's me. a search firm out. Don't worry. There's a search firm out. Well, okay. Give us your thoughts on that. Because, listen, here, before you say anything, listen, Sap, listen, I am listen. not ever in favor of, and you might disagree with this, I am never, ever in favor of players picking a, a coach. Never in favor of it. Oh, you're on the record, sir. Duly noted. I am on the record. Now, now yes. I will continue Mark with this. First of all, you can't ask me about a search firm in which I don't know who's in the firm. Because if you tell me. Uh, I'll give you two names. Can I give oh, you two oh, names? Oh, oh, come on with it, then. One is Jonathan Vilma, and uh, okay. you know what? The other name, the, the uh, and there's a player, right? And there's a player, and Vinny Testaverde. Vinny had been at the University of Miami in 30 years. Does he have anything to do with his son? Does this have anything to do with his son? Because I would say he has a conflict and of interest. The, I would definitely say that. But I, I, that, that, that's the first thing I would say. And, and while we're, Vinny, and while Vinny, we're Vinny, on Vinny. the phone here, I, I while, never, while never, we're doing this, I'm going to try and find Did the other Did you see name. Vinny when you was at Miami? I, not in any of my days there. Not me. I either. saw Michael and a whole bunch of others. No Vinny. Oh, I didn't know see Vinny. I don't think Vinny been around the University of Miami since he left in '84. Was that 30 years? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, and then okay. we got board All of trustees. We got no, no. Board of I mean, I don't, I, I, don't mean, I don't. I don't know who the board of trustees. And then me I'm neither. reading it. Then I'm reading the the, the the Jackson in the paper talking about some contributions from one, uh, you know. Golden Kane or executive member, whoever. I'm like, but what about the 12 million that Demari gave up and put his son as the coach and waiting in the baseball facility? And the only way Jim Morris found out about it was reading the Herald. Wow. I wow. mean, we're gonna do this. Well, let's, let's, just, let's just put everything on the table. We're gonna do this, Jackson. I mean, we're gonna be an investigative reporter. Let's, let's put it all on the table then. We're gonna talk about whose money, where, and when. Now, let's, let's put it all on the table. Let's do this. First of all, are you in favor of search committees? You know what? It depends on what the search committee is and who's searching. Mm. Okay, who would you who would you say would need to be on a search committee? Who should it be comprised of? Uh, 
I take one player on the committee, and that one player could be the voice of all of the voices that are underneath him. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the guy y'all 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 vented to, and it's got to be somebody that's scoring some points because. I don't know what you're watching on Saturday afternoon, but I'm looking at this Big 12, and they are scoring a hell of a lot of points. If you're losing every week 48 to 51, I don't think nobody be calling for your job. They'd be like, hey, man, we just need one stop. <laughs> <laughs> but could it be fool's goal? Because Amo and I, I, I don't like fool, the Big 12. I don't know about fool's goal, but I would definitely go with an offensive-minded coach. That's why I go with the Chud or Randy thing. I mean, Mario for me. Chud or Mario for me because, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. And and they wanted the inmates. I love wanting the inmates to run the asylum. I mean, you got you got to know what Miami is about. I mean, when you come from Happy Valley and you talking about a creamery, that has nothing to do with Miami. I mean, nothing. <laughs> do we not need to get back to our defensive roots or? Oh, not but, so I mean, first and foremost, if we ain't playing four three, don't bring nobody in here with no three three five or none of this hybrid whatever the hell they they want to call it four three and let the let the the, the horses up front pull the wagon, please. Mm, yes, um, and, and we definitely agree on that. Got to get back to Please, we, you gotta, please. I mean, you know we're being beat with it. Coverville beat us with it. Florida playing it. LSU playing it. What do you think Ogeron down there playing at LSU? Yes, uh, I know it. Yeah, we, I, absolutely. Yeah, we, you think you know, that Cajun you know, know anything about Cajun too? Listen, you remember the saying we used to have. You remember the saying we used to have that, that which had a cuss word in it, so we can't say it. But you got to stop a you know what. And if we ain't doing that, w- what do we have? So I think first and foremost we need that. So. <laughs> hey, listen, if you, my, I'll tell him all about time, it later. My seventeen-year-old can turn around and hand it off. I mean, if you ain't gonna stop nobody from running the ball and you don't want to hit the quarterback, I, I, I don't get it. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. it. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Hey, well, that wraps this whole thing in the bowl. Listen, 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 but let's just say this off the top. Let's not Mm. do this Bush Davis thing because Bush Davis still think Trick Daddy's hot. And I love Trick to Death, but, you know, (laughs) I love Trick to Death. Maurice Young is my man. Maurice Young is my man, but Trick Daddy's not hot, Butch. (laughs) Yeah, well, the Butch Davis thing is just people, everybody, whenever this happens to any school, or, or program, whether it's the NFL, college, they dream about going back to a time and place when they were dominant, and then they say, which, "Let's get." Which one? Which one? The championship in what year? Yeah, I know it. One or what was it? Can no, we give him some not, credit? Can we give him some credit for two thousand one? No, no. I ask guess. the question. Which, which, which won the championship in what year? He didn't win the championship. He which, left which, after which, they which finished number two. Which went to the two. championship game? What year? Because the year he got there, we had just left a championship game. So I don't know what they. I don't know what he was rebuilding. I know yeah. I left, and Pat Riley left, but Kennard, Kenny, Ray Lewis, and the host of them were still there. I mean, you didn't have a yeah. first-year starting quarterback in Ryan Collins either, so I don't, I don't know what he was rebuilding. Maybe he was learning how to coach or be a well, head coach because that was his first time doing it. The, the last time, Warren, I remember a, a school of Miami's ilk, a team that's won championships, go back to a coach, try to do that. I remember USC tried it with John Robinson in the early 90s, mm-hmm. and that didn't yep, work out. didn't work out too well. Listen, yeah. man, doesn't. you can't rewind the clock 20 years and say, nah, I mean, come on, man, stop it. Trick Daddy not hot. That's all I can tell you. You still think Trick Daddy hot. Can't yeah, walk I in think the, all. You can't, you can't walk in the kids' living room talking about, hey, you heard Trick's new album? Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. I think all nah, three of coach, us agree on that. Nah, all coach, I have us. Have you have yeah. you seen Drake, Coach? Who? <laughs> oh my God! Oh my oh, boy! Yeah, well, um, we all agree on that one. When that high lambling, that can only mean one thing. <laughs> oh boy! Oh man, 
I think we'll leave it at that, man. Listen, it, two weeks was too long, man. So glad to have you back on talking. Hey, on man, it's always a pleasure, relevant, brother, to sit around and talk some football with some good men on a good Tuesday afternoon. And it's always a good ask to us. Hey, yes, man. Thanks for coming that, on, Warren. Appreciate it. Thanks for no coming problem, on, man. Fellas, no problem. All right, take care. All right. Uh, we God, gotta take he's, a break he's after all that. Stand up! I'm telling you, he could be a that he guy does. could be a stand up comedian. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> all right, we gotta take a quick break. Get a glass of water here. I know Sap needs to probably drink something. Uh, we'll take a break and come back and uh, finish up the Gridiron Stud Show right after this. recruits out there. You want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit GridironStuds.com today. we got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridironStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now. Set your profile up and let yourself be seen. We're back after the quick break here on the Gridiron Stud Show. Uh, listen, there was plenty of NFL and college football action this weekend that we need to certainly get into and wrap up. And there were some uh, things called the picks that we made, if you could call it that. Couldn't pick your nose with those things we put out this week. but never Wait left. a second. Time out. Time out. Speak for yourself. Yeah, it's true. I'm talking about me specifically. I let you back in the race. I don't know how that happened. You did. I really did let you back in. Had that nice little lead. Here I was running away with this thing and uh, stubbed my toe in a big, big way. I took a my college. Friend, I, I'm thinking we outlaw. We should outlaw NFL picks on the show this year because I'm not sure that – I'm not sure anybody can pick the NFL anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, you know what? Before we jump into all that, our man Saf's back. He has one more thing he needs to let us know. Hold on. Ammo. Would you forget – would you forget, no, no, my man? I, I, I wanted to, to, that list of teams that I told you before Thanksgiving. I know one is Atlanta, and they've lost three in a row. Who are the other teams that you had that list? Remember I told you to save that list for me? Oh, yeah. I don't have that list. See, you got to go back. I do remember see, Atlanta, go, though, because you yeah, were very yeah, – Yeah, I remember Atlanta, but you got to go back in the shows, and you got to get that list. Come trust the me. The Jets, I that we talked you. about the Jets. Oh, that's another one. <laughs> Right. Uh, give me the other one. Yeah, was it Jets? Yeah. Uh, we did. We did mention the Bengals. They were yeah, out to yeah, a good yeah, start. They just, they just uh, did what they did on Monday night. Give me who, who else we had. We had oh, one wait, more. One. wait, wait. You, you want to do a list? Listen, we do lists here all the time on the Gridiron Stud Show. So I got a list for you. I've been meaning to ask you this for weeks. Oh, you know, weeks. So just bear with me. <laughs> Before games, I go to an NFL game. I see you guys on the field. It doesn't look like you're doing much of anything other than making plans for, you know, the off season or whatever. Do you ever check out the other team's cheerleaders or your own? Are you kidding me? I'm dead serious. <laughs> Listen, there's two things that must be done every Sunday. Cheerleader, <laughs> a cheerleader check and whatever okay. that hide the helmet game is. I always play that on the jumbo chart. Okay. <laughs> well, then here's here's the list, Warren. I have my own. Okay, I have my own, but you were on the field, so I'm going to take your list over mine. Here's my rankings for the five best cheerleading squads that I've seen. 
I like what you got going on down in Tampa by putting them at five, and you're going to see why. Four, I'm going to put the Chargerettes, or whatever they call themselves out in San Diego. They always seem to be strong. Three, I like the Dolphins cheerleaders. Two, and you play for two teams on this list, by the way. Congratulations. I've got the Raiders at number two, and because they are the original cheerleaders, I'm putting the Cowboys at number one. Give me your top five. The first, all right, in no particular order, because I was writing them down as you was just saying that. Okay. The first ladies in D.C., the Mm. flight crew in New York, the Jets, that's what they call it, the flight crew. Okay. Philly, I'm I'm telling you, they're coming from cheerleaders (laughs) or whatever the spot is over there. The Raiders. The Cowboys, and an honorable mention is the, 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 the Dolphins, because, you know, South Florida just got some lovely things, and, you know, Jason Rosenhaus okay. has his own. So I've only got two of the top. I've only got two of the top. I got six. Yeah, did you hear that? I got six. I've only got two of three. I've got three of Sapp's top six. Yeah, you got them. But you, you got it. I'm telling you, because when you come out of the locker room in D.C., they're standing there. <laughs> Now, did they that line, did that ever line do you hear the passion? Tunnel. Do you hear they the passion in his voice when tunnel. he says that? They lined the visitors' tunnel in DC. With did that ever throw tail. you off for the first series, Warren? Like, I nah, mean, eventually uh, you get uh, hit in the mouth uh, and you're uh, okay. It's just, a, it's just that quick Not break a, for reality. It's just a little quick break for reality. Because trust me, when you come out of there and you done fired up that uh, smelling sauce and slapped the uh, buck <laughs> emblem on the way out the door, and you coming up out of there and you trying to get, you know, you snorting and, and all of a sudden you look up and you're like, ooh, all right, then. <laughs> you, mean that, you mean that hair and perfume? That hair and perfume that's no, that's doesn't no, Trust of... me. After after you put that ammonia up your nose, you don't smell no perfume, Emil. Trust me, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, try to, you try to get your brain cells back in order right now at this point. Man, that, that, I'm telling you, that little break from reality right there is really good at that moment because you really don't expect it. You really don't. You, know you what? walk out, and they're just standing there like statues. You're like, holy shit, thanks. And you know <laughs> what? I knew, I knew, Warren. I knew deep down. That you checked out the cheerleaders. I told Chad. I said he definitely has a list. What? I said this. I said he has a list. Come on, come on. There you go. Like, I knew you go. A, that, you know what? Except in Green Bay, <laughs> there's a band. There's a band in Green Bay, buddy, for you. That's all Good, they got. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've, yeah, I've been. I've been to Lambeau Field, and trust me, yes, it's co- it's too cold for cheerleaders. Too cold. No, yeah. uh-uh. They do it in Cincinnati. They get cold. The, fri- the refrigerator bowl was played in Cincy, so I mean, that's trust true. Me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you get cold. Oh, uh, good to have me. that. Well, you know, I love you. Sap, I'm I love gonna, you. So I'm get that list for me, and I know it's a land. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely we'll, go we'll back. Cincy too, because we know Cincy ain't yeah. going nowhere. I don't care what the red, red rifle, red-headed rifle, uh, red arm rifle, red. Uh, the, the, He's the mad at JJ Watt, by the way, because JJ said they wanted to turn him into a red-headed BB gun, and and. Uh, and and Andy Andy didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, when you when you score six points, what are you gonna say, redhead BB gun? <laughs> God, that's ugly. At home too. At home. At the house guys. on Monday Night Football. <clears throat> yeah, can't, uh, nothing you can say about that. All right, man. We'll yourself. talk later. I'm sorry. All right, love y'all. All right, no problem. Bye, Sam. All right, well there you go. So, you got your cheerleader ranking. Yeah, I told. Listen, I I know I I knew you were like oh, I'm not sure. Even yeah, listen, I know Warren had a list. Come on, these guys. Before the game, let's face it. You're out there. You're you're stretching, whatever. You're you're telling me you're not looking at that. Any red-blooded male is taking a look around that stadium and checking that out. 
Yeah, well, apparently he did. Good enough to rank them for you. So how about that? Because we're all yeah, about did. lists here on this show. There you go. We are so, all about lists. Um, if 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 nothing else, uh, that's a great reason to listen to the archive of today's show. So if you're listening to the archive, um, happy that you joined us here on the show today. Okay, let's uh let's hit NFL first since that's the closest thing that went down. Um, the Carolina Panthers. You buying it nine and zero? I don't know how they're doing it. How long can that last, Emil? And, and, and they're going to run into they're going to they're going to run into the meat and potatoes of this thing, aren't they? Yeah. I, well, I, for for now, I have to say this: I'm looking around the NFC, and you have to buy it because if you if you really break down the NFC, like Sap said, Atlanta's showing you what they are right now. Okay, they're mm-hmm. they're better than they were last year, but they're not a threat to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle is not what Seattle was. Um, they're in danger of missing the playoffs. Obviously, something's wrong in Green Bay. They've dropped three in a row, and, and you know, the Lions, one and seven, walked into Lambeau one for the first time in, in a quarter century. So that tells you all you need to know about the Packers. So I look around the NFC, and I say, okay, Carolina is a threat, I mean, to go to the Super Bowl. And I, the other team that – the two teams that are, you know, we have to start taking seriously, obviously Arizona we took seriously last year, but they're, they showed me something going to Seattle and winning. And uh, you know the Vikings. I've got to start taking the Vikings seriously. That's a big they play listen, defense. They, they, that's a big road win yesterday, which you wouldn't have said that in any of the last five, six years. Um, talking about playing the Raiders, but the Raiders are a much improved football team, and to go out on the road, uh, travel all the way out west, and win in the fashion that they did, better open some eyes. Uh, the Minnesota well, we Vikings. We didn't think they would do it. Kids. No, obviously Did we? we didn't because we picked we picked the Raiders, right? Uh, and they destroyed them. So you know, uh, it's going to be some unusual suspects in this race. I think towards the end in the NFC this year, it's just certainly shaping up that way. Things are upside down really right now in the NFC. I think you got to take for me as I look through the at the whole body of work. The, the team I would say is my favorite right now to win the NFC is the Arizona Cardinals. Are who the uh, the Cardinals? Cardinals, yeah. Yeah, they play, they I don't play know. Some pretty I, good defense, and they can score. I don't know if I like them traveling, man. I don't know that they could win a playoff game in Minnesota or win a playoff game in Carolina. If they could win some kind of home field advantage and uh, get their games at home, I really, really like them. But I don't know about them traveling and winning road games. I just can't see it. My Minnesota, I think, can go travel anywhere and, and win a, a, a playoff game in the NFC. I don't know if Arizona can do the same. I'm just well, Minnesota. Well, they might not have to play in Minnesota. In Carolina, it wouldn't be as big of an issue for them because you know I I, I worry more about Arizona in weather than I do the actual travel itself. I mean, they've won at Seattle. Well, they're the last neck and neck years. in this thing with 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 Minnesota right now, both at seven and two with a comparable conference record. You know, Arizona at five but and one. But they play Minnesota, Minnesota at home in four weeks. They're going to play Minnesota on Sunday night football. December 10th or game. Thursday night football. Yeah, it's a big game. Uh, that game's going to mean a whole lot. More. I think it's going to mean more to Arizona than Minnesota. I could see Minnesota winning in Arizona, not vice versa. And you may have to agree with me on that. No, no. I, I mean, yeah. I, I think I think that Minnesota whole outdoor thing trip. that Minnesota's got going on now. I think that's that's probably a good move for them now that they've got a playoff worthy team. Smartest thing they've done in Minnesota was yeah. go back outside. Yeah, and, yeah, and the, you know, the more I look at that AFC, I, I, I was start. I admit this. I said this on a post last night. Going into that game last night, I was starting to think that maybe Cincinnati can win this AFC. I, I really did. And I know last night's only one game, 
But that mm-hmm. tells me what I need to know about Cincinnati. If you get beat at home in that game 27-24, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You just had an off night. When, mm-hmm. when the Houston Texans come in and make you look ridiculous on offense, there's no way I see that team See, I'm sorry. Well, Emily, yeah, listen, this is a runaway right now for the New England Patriots. But can we think of anyone that would have a chance to upset New England in New England because the playoffs are going through Foxborough? Okay, well, let's, Who do you let's, give a let's chance? Go, I mean, I hate to ruin this for the fans and tell them where the season's going, but I think they already know this. Nobody in that AFC East no. is walking into uh-huh. New England and winning. No. Okay. No. You saw what Andy Dalton last night, what can happen to Andy Dalton, okay? He can become Andy Dalton again, the guy we used to If there's a threat in the AFC North, it's not Cincinnati. I think it's a team that's in second place right now, if they can get everyone healthy at the same time. Yes, but it might be the only threat in the entire – might be the only threat in the entire AFC, Emil, if you ask me. If it picks up all the horses. It certainly is. The Denver Broncos are not going to New England with the way Peyton Manning's throwing a football and winning a game in cold weather. No, no sir. If he can't feel no. the ball in his hand in September, um, he'll be he'll be he'll be throwing cotton candy uh, in in New England in, in in January. So we can forget that the Chiefs absolutely not. And everyone else has losing records. Listen to what we just said here: Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, no to Denver. Everyone else has a losing record. That's well, the, your AFC the, right now. The AFC is pathetic. There's three teams in the East. Oh, that have, uh, the Bills and Jets are five and four, so there's three winning records: Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Denver. That's it. You've got ten teams in the AFC with losing records out of sixteen. That's amazing. Um, so it's this just really looks like a runaway. The AFC's boring right now. All we can pray and hope for is that Pittsburgh oh, can get everyone friend, back. By the way, it's no better in the NFC. In the NFC, the Giants lead a division with a 500 record. You have the Vikings and Packers with winning records, the Panthers, Falcons, and Cardinals. You have five teams with a winning record and one team at 500. So basically we've got 20 out of 32. Yeah, I know it. At least you have this feeling in the NFC that there's not that one team like New England. Yes, Carolina's undefeated, but there's a part of your brain, I don't care who you are, that says they couldn't possibly keep this up. Though the schedule is favorable, you just don't think of Carolina as New England. Am I, can we agree on that? You just don't no, think of absolutely. Same. No, not even close. Yeah, so that no, AFC is close. just really a boring deal right now. All we can hope for is that New England, I mean, that Pittsburgh gets all their guys back, minus Le'Veon Bell, who's gone for the year. But just try and get everyone back and healthy and just make that thing a little bit interesting. What is it, though, about the New York Giants? It'd be, it's a shame we can't slide them over to the AFC just for this one season because they seem to be the only one that can make New England – Fair loss. What is it that makes them play I them just, so well? I just think that you know they they have a formula, Coughlin on down, and they just they they have them figured out a little bit how to play them. Sometimes it's just like anything, styles, coaching, some some just in boxing, some boxers. Well, you have two you guys know, there that up. were on the same coaching staff for the Giants, so maybe there's something Coughlin observed about Belichick over the years that gives him some kind of edge, perhaps. Who knows? But it has to be um, something like that because the Giants don't play defense like that against anyone else anymore. Right. So apparently, yeah, there's a he knows something somewhere somehow. But uh, even with all that, the damn Patriots escape out of that game with a win. And we did talk about clock management when we had Sap on here. The Giants just get that right for crying out loud. Come on, man, fix that. 
That's costing two football games here already. But let me say one other thing at the end of that game, and, and you know, I know fans will say, oh, but you can't play it like that. I swear watching the game, my son-in-law was a Giant fan. I said this, and he agreed with me. When the Giants were down one with two-something left in the game and they had first and goal, I said they need to play this, this set of downs as if they need a touchdown. That's yeah, really how I, I, I felt the they same. needed to play it. Yeah, I said if you if you score here, even if you manage the clock correctly and you leave them a minute left, mm-hmm. I had a feeling no matter what Brady's going to get a, get them in position to try a field goal. So I said you've got to play this like you, like you need a touchdown and that you're you know you're down four, not three, because yeah, that no doubt about enough. it. You had to know the whole field goal thing wasn't going to get the job done for you. You just had to know that, and so. Uh, I guess the Giants just took what they had at that point and prayed and hoped, and you know those prayers weren't answered because the damn Patriots, the Patriots went down there and got the victory and uh, improved themselves to nine and zero. And it really looks like this team could go undefeated for the regular season. So yeah, you Miami Dolphin old timer fans down here that toast every year, you're gonna have to hold. A, it looks like a I don't while see. You know, I'm looking at toasts. their schedule. It's hard to find that. You know, obviously you don't know where the loss comes from. I would say the only one that maybe uh, at Denver, if Denver's defense just stepped up and you know played an incredible game, maybe. But the, you know the rest of the schedule, they got they got they finish up I guess at the Jets and Dolphins, so I guess it's possible somebody could catch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's going to be hard. Uh, I, I, to I don't think them. the I don't I don't think Denver is going to be that. Maybe you know, maybe if Denver can do, you know, what they did against Aaron Rodgers, get up there, get physical, knock some guys off of some routes yeah. and get some pressure, perhaps. Perhaps. I just wonder what Denver would do on and the other side. And don't forget, Edelman's out now, right? Yes, he is. He is, but that's plug and play in that in that offense. It just really yeah. upsets everyone. Bob, it, you know, Edelman, losing him after losing the the Lewis kid, you know, that's, that is that is a big problem for them. So, uh, Brandon LaFell, step Come on down. He's going to have to step up now and start taking taking. You want to talk about our crappy NFL picks? Yeah. Why don't we Why don't we jump into that? And um, I'm glad I didn't pick the Packers because that just would have made that would have just made the Sunday all the more uglier. But hey, let me jump into what I did. We'll run through it real quick. I took the St. Louis Rams because foolishly I believed in them. But uh, I can't believe in a team. I shouldn't be believing in a team that just has never been able to get that quarterback situation right. The fact that you can't get the quarterback situation right means that I just couldn't be putting trust in you anyway. And it has come down and it has been announced uh, about three, four weeks too late that the uh, Rams are going to sit Nick Foles in favor of my guy Case Keenum, a guy I've been begging to get a legit shot in this league ever since he came in it. Case Keenum's going to get his uh, his chance here, and it would be great to see Keenum um, do something for these Rams, and you know maybe maybe they get hot and they go they can go six and one here. That'd be awesome, you know. Yeah, can I be really, honest really with you? I'd feel better if they announced Vince Ferragamo yeah, or, or Pat Hayden. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, I think the guy deserves a shot. Uh, I, I took Oakland because it made sense, and it still makes sense. It just didn't happen. I'm not even going to beat myself up over this. That's a game Oakland should have won. Um, it's a game Oakland should have covered, and it just didn't happen. Emil, in a big way, it didn't happen. Minnesota went out there and flexed some muscle, and for folks who thought Minnesota might have been a fluke, that should tell you otherwise because that's a big win. That's a strong win, and it was much to my yeah, opinion. Very, and then the very Denver thing for the Vikings. Yep. Yeah, the Denver thing, that's another one that I thought really should have uh, went the way that I said it should have gone. So, um, you know, who could forecast Peyton throwing four interceptions and being – 
the irony of him being sat in favor of the guy that he stiffed last year in Oakland when the kid went to go get his helmet. Uh, it's just too funny for me. So, um, yeah, I took the collar on my NFL picks going 0-3. Where where's that put me? 11-16 and a couple pushes. Beautiful. There we go. I'm yeah, tired. well, you still beat me in the NFL. I did win a game in the NFL, folks. I did. Okay, so here we go. Yeah, I took Oakland with Chad, and again, I felt like I was on the right side of that game, but it didn't work out. You know, the Vikings are better than than most people thought they were, and that was a good win, so I'll take my loss there. New England, I just felt really good. I mean, I know the Giants play them tough, but I watched the Giants' defense all season. I, I didn't see how they were going to shut New England down, and they held them in check most of the afternoon. I mean, New England got a big play in the kick game to generate some points, and uh they were never going to cover at seven. That was a bad pick. And uh, my only winner of the uh, weekend was the Miami Dolphins as a six-point underdog getting an outright win in Philadelphia. Have, I just had a feeling. How about them Dolphins, man? And you know what? Even that looked ugly for a little minute there. Well, but then Mark Sanchez came to the rescue and down in the red zone inside the 10-yard line, down by one. He threw the pick the pick uh, with four minutes left in the game, and I said, there, that's the Sanchez I know and love. And the Dolphins got the win, so they obviously covered. I was one and two. My pro record, uh, and I can't wait to get to college because I hate saying the pro record, nine wins, 19 losses, and a couple pushes. Yeah, you're killing it, too. I don't even know what to say about that. Things that just seem so obvious just seem We've so We've never, wrong. ever Come been Monday. this bad in pros. We've never been this no. bad in pros. Ever. No, so and there you go. Parody in the NFL. Parody fever. Catch it. All right, flipping over to college football. We are run through these things real quick because we're running a little long here. But um, Alabama, I guess uh, we do need to we we do need to buy that. We do need to go ahead and buy that. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, Alabama is looking like a complete and total monster, and they're doing it without big time quarterback play. But they have a beast in the backfield, and their front seven right now is just absolutely unstoppable. I did not think that they would be able to hold Dak Prescott uh, in check the way that they did. And uh, that's yeah. a great job they're, by they're Alabama. For real. I mean, we, but I will say this. I think, I think Alabama, you know, if there's a team out there on the remainder of the schedule that, that could could give them problems, I do think it's your Gators there. I think – Alabama is one of those teams where you can get them into a defensive game. Now, Florida is obviously not going to put up a ton of points in a game against Alabama. You wouldn't mm-hmm. expect them to, let's put it that way. But that's one of those no, games. No, it, it will take some creativity on Florida's offense to make that happen, no question about it. It won't be yes, that quo. You, you can get them into a running. game like Tennessee got them into, where mm-hmm. it's a 14-13, 13-10 type game. Because Alabama's mm-hmm. offense is no juggernaut. No, no, it's it not. Really no, it's not. Um, unless, un, unless they get the, the big guy going. If you can't stop the big guy back there, then everything opens up. And uh, you know that's just you know job number one when you're facing Alabama. Stop Derrick Henry from going wild. So, uh, but yeah, no, definitely impressive. And I don't know that they um, aren't really the number one team in the country right now. But you can't take that away from Clemson, who. Uh, is went out and you know fought. I knew that game against Syracuse was going to be a tough one, and uh, you know there's a game I probably should have taken. I didn't win any of my college football games, but the moment I saw Clemson sitting up there at four touchdown favorites, which ended up at thirty, uh, I should have went with Syracuse because uh, yeah, that was a, a tough, tough spot game. to ask Clemson to do that. I mean, that just that, that was yeah, unreal. Yeah, absolutely, and and but they came away with the win. 
And in years past, that might have been a game where Clemson fell on their face and took a loss. Uh, you know, Florida State didn't start off too well against NC State. Looked like they were going to drop back-to-back football games. But kudos to them coming back, winning the game 34-17. They got a little bit of – is there a quarterback controversy at Florida State, though? Uh, the poor kid comes over from Notre Dame and loses a job. What are your thoughts on that? You know what, though? Cute. He, let's let's be honest. His last year at Notre Dame, he was a disaster. He was a turnover machine. He was. You would like to think, though, a change of address, you know, change of result. And at at early on, it was going okay. He wasn't killing it, but they were winning games. And now uh, it's full fledged. It looks like he's out of there. And Sean McGuire is going to be the guy for Florida State. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, well Florida State had that a better goes. season. They've had a better season than I expected them to have. I mean, they're sitting well, there with a, me a good too. season. They won some games. Yeah, they won some games. Yeah. I didn't expect them to win. So, um, you know, they're not in the playoff race. I, I think that might be a bad deal for them come bowl time because you lose that motivation when you're not in the thick of things anymore. That's going to be something to keep an eye on. UCLA doing UCLA-type things late on Saturday night. Go out and at home lose to Washington State. You surprised, Emil? This is like a real UCLA move right there. Yeah, especially after they took the lead. Rosen scrambles 37 yards. I didn't think he had that in him. I didn't know that. But he went 37 yards, gives UCLA a 27-24 lead with a couple of minutes left. So I'm figuring eh, they're going to they're gonna get this win at home. And Washington goes down and scores with three seconds left and beats them. Here's what's funny with that. I don't know if you knew this. The game had no bearing for UCLA in terms of winning their division. If UCLA mm-hmm. wins their last two games against at Utah and at USC, which, by the way, will be a they're tough task, the, but if, mm-hmm. they're, they're the Pac-12 South champion. Isn't that something? That's good. that's ugly for the conference, to be honest with you. It really is. If they do that. Uh, now, USC wins yeah. against Oregon and UCLA. USC is the Pac-12 South champion. Yeah, well, something for us to behold there. Doesn't this, though, like for the conference, really need to be Utah? Doesn't it? Well, I don't know. Is it doesn't need to be doesn't Utah. Doesn't need to be Utah record. versus Stanford. They have the same record in the division as USC and lost by 18 points to them. <laughs> yeah, just kind of where Utah's been though this year. They were in the talk. They were in the thick of things. That's what people remember, and it would just, I think, for the yeah, conference, be a I better guess. deal if it's Utah and Stanford. You know what I mean? Well, I USC's think I think if you got a nine, and three, I think if you got a nine and three USC team playing a ten and two Stanford team, you'd have a hell of a Pac-12 championship game. Perhaps I'm just saying for the perception of the conference, and I know you're a USC guy, so I get it. But no, I understand USC's what you're playing, saying. They've got an interim coach. You know that never speaks yeah. well. So, yeah. Um, them finding. Their I way just to don't think Utah has any ca- any any name cachet. You know what I'm saying? Like when you say Utah that, to most people true. in the East. Yeah. Nobody cares true. about Utah. How about how about the Hogs strolling into Baton Rouge on Saturday night and totally pimp slapping LSU? What has happened to the Tigers? Did they gear their whole season up for the Alabama game and, like, it's over? Oh, I, I, I think they did. Yeah, I think they did. And I'll tell you something else. You can't do that in poor, that conference. You just can't. Poor Brett Bielema, though. He just can't help himself. Stop doing he the post. Can't. Stop doing the yeah. post. Did you hear what he said after the game? He goes, I was so glad the final stayed at 31-14 because I didn't want people yeah. who didn't watch the game not to understand what a thumping it was. He's turned into like a circus. The week before it was, I can't wait to get on my wife or something like that. And then uh, a couple weeks before that, he did the fake fall out on the ground. It's like, come, Brad, pull it together. Start by shaving because you look like a mess in the post-game interview anyway. Yeah, he's at Arkansas. I mean, you, you know, you, okay, you did fight back, and you're putting together what could be a decent season here. You're 6-4. and four. You got a couple ball games left. You know, 
before you start opening your pie hole, let's at least get to eight and four and get in a decent bowl game. I mean, hell, you could lose your last two games. You'll be six and six looking for a job, maybe. I mean, shut up. He was happy, though. He was happy. He went in there and thumped these guys. This is a team that beat Florida, who's going to the championship game. So um, there's a little bit of, you know, feeling a, a little puff in the chest and just wanted everyone to know about it. I guess when you're at Arkansas, you got to find some kind of way to get attention, and he's been doing that with as much with what he says after the games as uh, with anything being done on the field. Oklahoma and Baylor, 44-34, Sooners win. How'd they get it done, Emil? Because if you watch the last two – uh, which I happen to have done. The last two meetings between these two teams, Oklahoma seemed so far away. What did you observe? They did. And you know what surprised me? I I didn't let – I let past history influence my my not taking Oklahoma here. I looked at those last two games, what Baylor did to them, and just absolutely destroyed them. And I didn't mm. believe what my eyes were telling me. And my eyes were telling me that Oklahoma has been playing defense this year. They're only yeah, giving up. That? under 20 points a game, and and I should have taken that into account, but I didn't. I mean, you look at Oklahoma, I mean, other than that blip against Tulsa where they gave up 38 points and beat them 52-38, they've been solid Mm -hmm. on defense all season, Mm -hmm. really solid, Mm -hmm. actually. Yeah, Um, which makes you feel good about their chances uh, going forward of of finishing this thing out really, really strong. Yeah, I think you got to start taking – I honestly do not think – that Oklahoma State will beat Oklahoma. But that's a rivalry game, so that doesn't mean anything what I think. Anything can happen. But, I, you know, the way I see these teams playing right now, you know, Oklahoma played is playing great on offense. You could see their scores. I mean, they're scoring 40, 50, 60 points their last four or five games. They're stopping people on defense. I think they're a more complete team than Oklahoma State. But, again, mm-hmm. they'll get a chance to play and prove me wrong, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then the last game I want to talk about before we get into my dreadful picks and your good picks is uh, Oregon Stanford. Stanford, how do you let how do you let Oregon do this to you? For years, you had the shoe on the other foot. Oregon was running, you know, headlong into big things, championships, conference championships, national championships, and you, Stanford, you Cardinal, you were the one to ruin it. For the Ducks, and here they are, and this has to be so satisfying for Oregon, having suffered so much pain at the hands of Stanford to be the ones to come in here and just really dust up their college football playoff hopes. Yeah, it was a, it was a big win for Oregon. Now I'm going to be obviously as a USC fan, be real curious. I think that's a good ball game Saturday now at USC and Oregon. But I'm curious to see how Oregon follows that up because usually a team like a win like that on the road against a team mm-hmm. like Stanford will take something out of a team like Oregon. I mean. They've made a lot out of their four wins in a row, but you know, in there they beat Washington, who they've beaten perennially. Uh, they have that triple mm-hmm. overtime win with Arizona State, sixty-one fifty-five. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sure. We'll see right. on Saturday. I mean, is Oregon back, or was this just they caught Stanford flat-footed? I like I said, Stanford did some un-Stanford-like things. They rolled up five hundred mm-hmm. yards of offense, but turned the ball over three times. That's usually not Stanford. So, yeah, turnovers I, I, will do it to you. Turnovers will do it to you every time, and it did it to these guys. And yeah, uh, Oregon got a chance to uh, wear that hat, and they wore it well, and and messed things up for Stanford. All right, let's talk about the picks. Since mine were ugly, normally you go first. Since mine were a complete total 
um, you know, resident of the toilet bowl. I'll go first and get that out of the way so we can end this show on a good note. I went with okay. Rutgers, put my trust in them boys from New Jersey against Nebraska. I think I officially need to stop picking Nebraska games this year, whether I pick them or pick against them. Um, I've had success only one time this year with a Nebraska football game. So I think I'm done with Cornhusker football games. I won't even, I'll just scroll past that week after week. So didn't get that one right at all as uh, Nebraska suddenly uh, wants to start playing like they're coached by Bo Pelini. Um, and they yeah. go out and they beat the pants off of Rutgers, so that was uh, not a good, not a good deal, and not a good result for me there. Um, went with Utah. Thought they would get some matter of revenge against an Arizona team that completely punched them all in the face last year. Um, it shows Arizona just really does things to Utah that they can't deal with. It was a closer game this year, but uh, at the end, um, Utah, the favorite, lost the football game straight up, which was you know another loss for me. Um, as I went with Utah. You had a chance though. That game went overtime, and obviously, if you get the ball and score and you hold them, you can win that. You can win that one for yourself. But not. I'm sure it wasn't the way you envisioned winning it. So no, not not at all. Nor was the next game. I thought Washington would uh, have a better showing in their game against Arizona State. And listen, I thought I had a bead on the Pac-12 this year. Um, started having some really good success there, and then we have a weekend like this where nothing, I mean nothing, made any sense. Washington State beating UCLA, Oregon beating Stanford. Uh, the games that I picked, none of it at all made sense, and with two picks out of that conference, I just stood the reason that I wasn't going to do well this week, and I definitely didn't do well. Went 0-3, so where do I stand in college football? Uh, you still you still got a great record in college. You're at 20 wins, 13 losses, and you know if you're not good at math, that's over 60%. So yeah, you had a bad week you were due statistically you know how that goes it's tough to pick much above 66 if you get 60 62 percent you're killing it and uh, you were at 67 percent so you were kind of just due to come back a little to the pack yeah regressing to the mean i guess yeah uh yeah 20 and 13 you you helped us out though you helped us out no doubt yeah i started off uh, with washington state i took those 10 and a half points against ucla and i'll be honest i wasn't sure they could win the game outright but i just did not see ucla drilling washington state ucla's defense has been giving up a lot of points and yards this year um and that doesn't bode well if you want to cover 10 and a half points so i took the 10 and a half i got the outright win uh by the cougs there so that was one uh i took indiana plus 13 and a half you know, I figured they do what Indiana does and what all losing programs do when they're home mm-hmm. like this. They play a good team, really tough, really tight, and then they figure out a way to lose. Indiana, and that's what was, you uh, said, and that's exactly how that game yeah. went. Yeah, they were within five yards of winning the game outright, 31-24. Michigan on a fourth and goal from the five, last play of the game, ties it, sends it to overtime, beats uh, beats Indiana, doesn't get anywhere near covering the 13 and a half point spread, so I get the win there. And then finally, uh, you know, I took Purdue plus 15.5. Listen, Purdue's a bad team. They're 2-8 and eight now. But you're asking Northwestern, who is a defensive-minded ball club, to cover 15.5 points in a sandwich game between a big win over Penn State and a road game mm-hmm. at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot to ask a team like Northwestern, and they didn't come anywhere close. They won 21-14. Purdue was an easy win, uh, never outside the number. They were in that ball game all afternoon. So 3-0. and oh, I pushed my record to 20 and 13, so we're dead tied in college. And by the way, we're both killing college. We're killing college. We are ki- killing college. We need to kill college the way we're absolutely getting killed 
in the NFL. But nevertheless, you salvaged the weekend as your boy here. I just didn't show up. I, I was on vacation literally you'll, you'll and fix uh, it literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, statistically, I'm due to bounce back in a big way this week. So hang in there, folks. Uh, yeah, sure. I shall make my return. I should start breathing like Darth Vader and the whole Empire Strikes Back type deal. Nevertheless, we've come to the end. Another great show, man. Sat provided us with some comic relief and some, uh, as the segment says, some straight talk. So we got that out of the way. We tackled all of the major issues that were out there, uh, not only on the gridiron, but also in the octagon. Uh, as We managed to hit some female MMA here on the show today. So we're all service, complete service. Yeah, we touched everything. We, we even got Floyd into the conversation today. Yeah, didn't didn't we manage to do that? All right, so it's a regular schedule. Uh, I will didn't have the recruiting roundtable show last week. I will definitely have one tomorrow, so be on tune for that. I will have the Thursday show, and then Emil rejoins me on Fridays. We do the football Friday show, and as always, we'd like to thank you folks for listening. If you love the Gridiron Stud show, continue to listen and bring a friend, because the more the merrier. For Emil Calamino, I'm Chad Wilson. Thanks for listening to the Gridiron Stud show. Enjoy the rest of your day. all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit GridironStuds.com today. we got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridironStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now. Set your profile up. And let yourself be seen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.